Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Happy libations Friday to all. And uh, hey, you know, I got to tell you, I was reminded of it again yesterday, and I'll be down there today. Uh, hence the reason for the pre-record. There it is. It's out of the way. Um, I like softball, man. I've I've gone all in. I watched six to four yesterday. I watched. Uh, I watched that game and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought to myself, like, I could watch this. I could just sit around and watch this on a regular basis. So, uh, as a note, there you go, Knowles getting a win. Tried to kind of throw it away a little bit, but that's a ranked team that they beat and uh, a lot of fun to watch. And then, Tom, I don't know if you watched, but it's still true. Um, you know, I know it's not Florida State, but Tiger Woods with three birdies to end the day was really cool. <laughs> Like, I think everybody enjoyed that. It was fun to watch. I I, I got to tell you, he looked good. He did, and, and it was borderline emotional at the end there. Uh, it he was. Had, he had to gather himself. It reminded me of when he won the tour championship just ahead yes. of the Masters again, and it's that walk down the fairway at East Lake, and Rory's getting mobbed because uh, he's not walking up with Tiger, and then he has to calm himself, comport himself to finish off the victory at East Lake. Um, but there was the same kind of look yesterday, which was, oh, my God, I can do this. There was doubt, and now there is no more doubt because he was hitting bombs left and right, and he said it that, you know, the the fairway structure and the temperature and the weather out there at Riviera allows for the ball to roll out a little bit more for him to get some cheap distance. That's the yeah. way I drive the ball. I get a lot of rollout. But <laughs> he was carrying it 285 to 295. Yeah. The yeah. ball speed was up – not that we're getting into the way too far into the weeds. Let's just say that Tiger Woods can hit the ball the distance necessary to win on the PGA Tour still with an old body, one leg, but he's in pretty good shape. Obviously, Tiger always is in very good shape. But talking about the wear and tear of on his shoulder, his back, his legs, he can still hit the ball far enough to win. And he displayed touch yesterday in tournament conditions and three birdies coming down the stretch. Got everybody not misty eyed. But hopeful that, you know what, I think he's got another run at a win of some kind. Maybe not a major, but he could win a tournament again. I just think it's, uh, you know, it's a sporting story. So I don't care if you like golf or not. I mean, it's a libations party. It is indeed loosey-goosey. We are uh, just, you know, providing some fresh content here. But I I, I got to be honest, you, honest with you, uh, as a sports fan, and that's really at the at the root of it all. I'm a huge sports fan. And. Uh, was lucky enough to fall into a career. Uh, what a cool story. It was awesome. And and watching, and I, I knew people who don't care about golf who were texting me yesterday, like, hey, are you watching this? <laughs> yeah, of yep. course I'm watching this. And they were all kind of like, I got to admit, 
is really cool to watch. And Justin Thomas was on, almost in tears and seeing the look on his face. And as when they were standing on the, on the green on 18, and he's like, got to calm everybody down. Like you said, it's, it was really cool. Yep. And I don't know. We want our heroes, even if they're not our personal heroes, even if they're not, I don't know, the, the, the people we look up to in life. But sports-wise, we want them to have one last run. There's always one last run. As they retire, you know, you want Muhammad Ali to win that fight against Trevor Burbick. He didn't. He looked terrible. I wish I hadn't seen it. Um, you know, we, I, last week, you and I were joking around about Willie Mays. I don't know how many people have watched the documentary on HBO about Willie Mays. It's really good. Um, but to see him out there stumbling around with the Mets stinks. You know, you don't want to see that. Um, watching guys at the end of their career kind of fall all, all over themselves trying to recapture glory is depressing. So when a guy, to your point, um, has the club head speed, by the way, and that's the key to me is the ball speed, the club head speed, you know, spin rate, those kinds of things. Do they equate to the PGA Tour's upper level? And the answer is a resounding yes. It's better than a lot of guys. It's better than most, to quote uh, <laughs> one of our favorite clowns. Um, I, to me, when you watch that, you go, oh, well, if you can actually walk for four days – with that club head speed and that ball speed, then the answer is, yeah, you, you could win because obviously he's still mentally tough. Yeah, and, and the good news is that today, I think he tees off just around 10.30, 10.25 Eastern time, which uh, if you have ESPN+, Plus, I'm sure it'll be on the featured pairings, and, and I'm sure Golf Channel will cut to every shot, even though it's not their coverage window. That means that Colt Nost probably will not be walking with him, which would be a good thing. <laughs> that guy sucks. It's That's done. He can stay on Sirius XM. That guy sucks. Do you know that there were three or four critical putts in the round where he's talking to Frank Nabilo about something that's got nothing to do with the putt? Like, you know, did they get so calmed down by his performance on the first few holes that they figured that they could talk about the big picture? Because I want to document every one of these shots. Yeah, I want to yeah. let them breathe. Mm -hmm. I want to let the great player that is Tiger Woods add to another chapter and, you know, maybe comment on the putt that's happening right in front of you because I don't know how many more he's going to have. That body could break down at any second. Yeah, That's today. It could break down today. Yes. That could have been it. That could have been his last sub-70 round in PGA Tour play. As good as the numbers are, if his ankle fails him or he, he takes one false step down a hill coming down number one, that could be it. That could be it. The good news is, though, he makes the cut. He goes on to do whatever, and his body holds up this week. I mean, he's five behind. He's not going to win this tournament. There's no chance, I, I don't think. There's no chance he's going to win this tournament. But you have those numbers. You have that control and oh, the right. putter keeps life on the back nine. You know, Easter weekend in April. <laughs> I, I thought of you yesterday because the reality is, and, and whenever we talk about Tiger Woods, and, and again, it's, it's more big picture. It's a sports story. I thought of you, though, because the ball speed – the ability to hit a draw off a cut lie, uh, off a off a fade, you know, off a, off that uh, left to right that that the, the grounds makes you hit. Um, that course, by the way, is oftentimes one that is referenced when they look at the types of shots, the ball speed, and the putts. Yeah, they talk about it akin to Augusta, and Tiger can only win these days. 
a handful of tournaments on the PGA Tour. You know, there, there, there are other tournaments that the layout itself, given his breakdown of the body, will not let him win. Well, but yeah. that this is one of them, and Augusta's one of them. It's no, it's no secret why he chose to return here. Um, a, he's from there. He he played that course as a kid. Uh, he loves the course, but also it is in many ways a wonderful warm up to Augusta National. And I think all anybody, the casual golf fan, wants is to see that. Is can, can you be around on a Saturday? Will you be like in the mix? Can I tune into uh, the Masters and know that Tiger's four back? And I don't know. I mean, something could happen. Yeah, that's all you want. That's all you want. Yeah, I mean, it, if you're somebody who's running props, you you would say that his round one over under before yesterday would be 74 and a half, 75 and a half, something like that. And after the round yesterday in that performance, 71 and a half. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta right. change your expectations. The thing is that this course has two major hills. It's down one, it's up 18. So it's not quite the track in, in terms of the oh, nothing's like the match. Yeah. No, that that's nuts on, on the body. But apparently everything else is fine. It's just his ankle needs to get a little bit better. And also, it, the, the most important thing is the touch around the greens. And on the first, you know, four or five holes, he had a great pitch on number one to make birdie on that par five. But you could tell with the putter, like he, he wasn't, it wasn't prime time. It wasn't ready. By the second nine, you're saying, oh, oh, he's got it down to that little infinitesimal touch about being able to putt on essentially tile or laminate flooring. Because that's what it <laughs> is on PGA Tour. And it's what it is at Riviera. Again, is it a little in the weeds? Yeah, but it's Tiger freaking Woods. And I know I that that it. gets headlines and that captures attention. If Tiger Woods is going to be in contention in the 2023 Masters, dear God, the numbers once again will soar because this guy could win major number 16, win well, 83. Yeah, you, you know what's funny is um, I, I thought a little bit about Michael Jordan, and I want to revisit this because – there's this thought that Michael Jordan's stint with the Wizards um, in some way diminished his legacy uh, just because how great he was, obviously, with the Bulls. But in truth, I mean, that stint with the Wizards featured a 55-point game against the New York Knicks in the Garden uh, in his return, which you remember. Who doesn't um, 50 on the Knicks in the Garden? I mean, really, honestly, it's a rite of passage for everybody. <laughs> but it also featured several... Real highlights, real reminders, real moments where you could once again engage with the sports hero, where you could go, oh, oh, tonight, tonight, my man's dropping 37 and you can't stop him and he's good and he's making everybody better and he's, you know, he's Michael Jordan. There were a lot of nights like that. A lot of nights. He averaged over 20 a game in his stint for the Wizards. I understand it was kind of weird to watch it. But I think that's all the sports fan wants is, can you give me a glimpse? Can you show me again that that's in there any given day, any given tournament? Now, Tiger wouldn't want to hear this conversation. He would hate this. Um, I do think he doesn't like it. You heard him uh, basically lay it out there before the tournament. Like, hey, guys, this is not a novelty act. I feel like I can win. I feel yeah. like I can play. I don't want to. It reminds me of Jack, by the way. Jack used to do that late in his career. And late in his career, if you go back and watch Jack's interviews, there's 84 and 85 where he's not, he's terrible. He's, he's, he's not making cuts. It's embarrassing. There are moments that you're like, oh my goodness, Jack, please exit stage left. What are we doing? But he kept saying, 
Well, no, I think on a given weekend, I can really compete. I think I'm pretty close. I think that, you know, there are some, there's some courses these days that I, I maybe can't compete with the best in the world anymore, but I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a weekend hacker. I'm still a good golfer and can win a tournament or two. And then in 86, he wins the whole thing. You know, he wins the masters because he was in the mix. He believed he could, he was still competitive. It was the right track. He had the shots. He understood the landscape. So when you watch Tiger right now, we're not talking about a guy that we think can win the tournament necessarily. Although, I don't know, if he goes 500 a day, maybe he can win the tournament. Who, who knows? But the point would be he played golf with the best players in the world. He was better than Scotty Scheffler yesterday, who just won and is the number one golfer in the world. He was better than Scotty Scheffler yesterday. There you go. And he's shaking off rust while he's doing it. Like he hasn't played competitive. He hasn't shot sub 70 or hadn't prior to yesterday for over 800 days, <laughs> 800 days. The last time he broke 70 in a competitive round of golf. That's just, that's stupid, but stupid is normal when you're talking about all time grades. I mean, come on last fall, Aaron judge is, or last summer into the fall, Aaron judge is the talk of baseball, but you know what? By the time late September rolls around, He's not the number one story. It's Albert freaking Pujols because <laughs> Albert goes in the way back machine to his St. Louis playing career. I mean, there was only right. one or two years, one or two years in his time in, in Anaheim in which he resembled the player that he was in uh, St. Louis, the, the first stop in his career. And then his ops down the stretch, the chasing of 700 home runs, all this stuff. We love it. We love the nostalgia come to life once again. That's what Augusta is, the renewal, whatever. Jim Nance can, you know, wax poetic or somebody can write it for him, and then he'll talk about it on the air. But this is happening before our eyes again here, and I think one of the most telling moments before 18, before he makes the putt, is that this is a tough situation. You know this on a golf course. In a competitive setting or even on the weekend playing with the boys, if somebody sticks an approach before you do, if somebody throws an absolute dart like Rory McIlroy did before yeah. it's your turn, you've got a choice to make. You either you either nails, here we go. You put it down and you respond, or it's very easy to back off and say, well, damn, I'm not going to do that well. Like you, you play internally in the mind. Tiger in that moment, I swear, ratchets it up before his final approach. He's like, oh, yeah. I, see what, I see what's up here. I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> And he hits a better shot. He hits a better shot in the face of Rory McIlroy, who had a better round. Rory went four under to Tigers two under. But there's that is the competitiveness that it takes in order to win these tournaments where, okay, anything you can do, look, you're Rory. I'm freaking Tiger. And he still is, nearly 50 years old, has the competitive edge and then the talent to pull it off. This could get fun in 2023. Don't know what week. I don't think it's this one. But it's it's fun by itself to see that he's capable of, of this kind of stuff. I think the key is that it, does he get through the four rounds without any real noticeable decline? You know, do we see like I mean, he may not shoot 68. He may not. You know, I mean, that's fine. Can you go out there and compete and and look like you can play four days of golf and walk four days of golf and not see the effects of, um, you know, the physicality? Because uh, to me that it. When when he didn't play well last year, when we when we got a glimpse of him, it was heartbreaking because there would be a round where he'd play well, and you thought, oh, it's in there, and then you'd watch a guy who's just trying to get by. Yeah, and that's a that, nobody wants to watch Tiger just try to get by. Nobody wants to watch anybody who was once great struggle to walk 
the damn course. Well, yeah, there there are degrees of it. I I am more you do okay. see the a little bit still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes he does when he doesn't make that eight footer. It's it's funny how that limp all of a sudden presents even more. Loser's limp is true about any professional athlete. You see it all the time. You feel the pain a little bit more when you're missing. Um, I don't think it's like a, a an attempt to to be. Uh, I don't know, a, a source of empathy. I do think that you feel bad for yourself when things aren't going well and you do have pain and you've been able to fight that off uh, while you're competing. Uh, but when things aren't going well, I do think you fall into this default sort of, oh, well, that really does hurt. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, the one thing I'd, I'd say is I'm more willing to watch a legend try and fail than you are. Like you're like, oh no, no, I don't, this is not going to be the last image I see of you. But for me, to even get to that point where they can, as long as it's not a stupid exemption thing like Arnold Palmer shooting 95, there's a line, I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Every major tournament until he decided to walk away from every major tournament. Like you're watching the bottom line scroll of all the scores, and it's and like. You see Palmer 102, and you're like, no, man, come plus 30, on. Plus 37. Get the hell off the course, plus 37. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. It like, does I, hurt I, I you. you. Legit. Can I never you, beat you that day. When you can legitimately say with sincerity, I probably would have beat Arnold today. <laughs> that, that's not good, dude. <laughs> and I need my B plus game. And I'm not good. I'm not good. My honey stretch the imagination compared to these guys. Like I take down that 82-year-old punk. Yeah. But you know. You, that's what you're talking about with Jack in this individual sport. Like, if he, if this is the process. If he believes he's good enough, then I go for it, dude. Go for it. It's fun because, because you have proven people wrong. You know how many times in your career with True. swing changes, coming back from injuries, the twenty, the the Masters, winning the Masters again, which was I'm, just the other day, by the way. It's not that long ago. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So yeah. full marks, uh, and I'll be tuned in. I mean, we're taping this pretty early this morning, so you can get on the road. I'll be watching. I'll have it on ESPN Plus Do it while I'm doing work for the site. Uh, and one other note on softball for you real quick. Are you staying in Clearwater tonight into tomorrow? Yeah, I am tonight. I could go. and I, Yeah, no. Saturday, I 10 a.m. It's a 10 a.m. start on Saturday against UCLA. That's Re not bad. Well, just, just remember, I am going to a concert tonight so uh we'll we'll see i mean i, I didn't say 7 a.m i said 10 a.m uh, yeah, that's true by the way i'm going to this concert tonight and uh yeah no it should be fun it should be uh, a good time and i'm looking forward to it but uh, you're right i thought about it yesterday well you know yesterday was a day and we'll kick this uh first segment to the curb here in a second but i uh, yesterday was one of those days that was just a grand welcoming it really was welcome to spring it was, uh, I, Tom, I, not to get too sentimental, but, uh, I met a friend, um, I went by Gordo's, uh, I went out to dinner afterwards, but, uh, they had the, 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 the famed garage door, if you will, open, yep. uh, the crosswind was coming through on one TV was the Genesis was, you know, Tiger Woods doing what he's doing and watching Rory and Hey, by the way. Bravo, Ricky Fowler. Another great round. Cool to watch. I think he's back. This is this is kind of fun to watch as well. I know. I mean, he's not Tiger Woods, but I I I don't I hate to see greatness just fall off a cliff. So it's good to see him back. Um, and then I had the softball on the other TV, and I watched the Cardinals out the window and not the baseball team, but the the real life birds. And I was like, I'm an old man. I'm an old man. It does not get better than this. I'm having a margarita. 
I've got the damn golf on right here. I've got the softball right here. And I thought to myself, check yourself. You're saying I've got the softball right here. That's how far that sports come for me. I loved it. I was watching that. I was like, I was glued when they were trying to throw that away after being up six to nothing. And then I'm watching the big rally from Arizona. I'm like, no, no. And I'm getting into it. And I apologize, guys. I'm not trying to uh, denigrate the sport. But I was, like, frustrated. I'm watching this. I'm like, hey, go get her. Get her off the hilt. This is not going to get it done. You know, I was engaged in the same way I am with baseball. It was a beautiful uh, – it's the dead of winter, but it was a beautiful spring day for me. It's a, it's a tough line to walk because you, you apply so much baseball mentality to softball, and it's just – it's impossible to do so. It, it's wrong. But there are times where Kat, who is your all-everything, she's going to be your ace. Mm-hmm. She's going to be – you know, in a weekend series that you got to have, she's going to pitch a, a ridiculous amount of innings. So you have to forgive her when she gets a little shaky because she's coming in in the second inning of this ball game yesterday to shut a threat down, does brilliantly. But then when she gets lost, she gets lost a little bit. I get that there are some errors and, and only two of the runs are earned, but there are times when she doesn't look like she's on. And there are other times where that Sandcock is just dominant. It's just dominant. So, and, and you're going to see her three or four times in a weekend if you really, really need to. So, it's hard to apply that one size fits all like you would to a starting pitcher where this is it. These are the six innings you get or the seven innings you get and either you suck or you don't. But in all, uh, when it's all said and done, they get the dub. They're playing Arkansas today. Yep. And yeah. again, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Look for your boy. Look for your boy out there, everybody. When the cameras pan and the 700 people that are there, you might see this guy. Come on, ladies. Let's it go. Like last. I know. And I'll be down there. You know, 20 minutes up the road in Palm Harbor. It won't be till late on Saturday, though. That's I should text you. I should be like, hey, dude, meet me at the ballpark. Let's go. <laughs> that would be hilarious. There's the Jeff Cameron show behind home plate. Let's go. Well, I tell you, if the game on Sunday, because I'm doing something with my family on, on Sunday afternoon, if the game on Sunday wasn't so damn late, because they're playing 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock, uh, Louisiana, if they had a 10 a.m. on Sunday, I think I'd go. But Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. We'll so there it is in a nutshell, uh, a much more, uh, I would say, welcoming conversation as opposed to the one that I had yesterday with somebody on the beat uh, about Leonard Hamilton and where we're at and where this might go. I did not want to open today's show with a recount like we did yesterday of uh, the embarrassment and where that might end up. Uh, instead, it was Hope Springs Eternal, which is true because pitchers and catchers have reported softball yep. underway. Baseball today, baby. I know. I know. It's good stuff. The return of Florida State baseball. You'll get to hear that interview, the one that I did with Link Jarrett later today. Uh, and I'm really pumped about this baseball season. So it's a little bit, um, I don't know, uh, it's, it's, it's a launching point. It's a good day, but it's also uh, inspiring to be back. You know, when, we, when you change seasons, you get depressed. When you think about the end of football, you get depressed. These days, Tom, everything goes so fast for me um, that I want to enjoy what is. And what is right now is Florida State baseball is back. Major League Baseball is back. The second half of the NBA season, the All-Star Weekend, is underway. And uh, softball is back. And let's go. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 i get that these things are patterned and uh like anything else they follow up on whatever your views are and thus you are ushered in um you know links and videos and stories that uh, fit whatever narrative you've already revealed yourself to follow. But ESPN.com has absolutely gotten me pegged. Uh, I woke up early this morning, as Tom and I both did, to do this show. And the headline reads, How Florida State Will Make the College Football Playoff. I went, you sons of bitches. You, you got, of course, I'm going to click that story. Of course, I'm going to click that story. Now, do I understand that a guy in Wyoming is not getting that story? That story is not on his timeline. Do I understand that that doesn't exist all over the place, but only on my browser? Yeah, yeah, I do. But they got me. They got me. That was the headline, how Florida State makes the college football playoff. The thing is, somebody had to write that article. ESPN did ask, did task somebody with writing that article, primarily to send it to me (laughs) and people like me. But somebody had to write that article. And you would not write that article about, I don't know, Ole Miss. You wouldn't write that article about Florida. Miami Wake Forest like you wouldn't write that article yeah, yeah. Miami so, Wake Forest they're about the same tier that's it no no oh, no, no 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 Wake Forest is a much better program yeah Duke Miami yeah Duke's trending upward Elko's got that thing rolling Tom Duke won eight games last year and one of those was over Miami in Miami uh going away <laughs> so yeah let's not insult Duke uh my point is Miami I don't know that's USF territory um that's a better way of describing it but yeah somebody at wake forest might actually get the article how wake forest makes the playoff miami would not get that article sent to them it would not be on their browser it got me thinking in truth how many teams how many fan bases got that article that's actually the the point of the segment how many fan bases got that article there had to have been a cutoff you can't, with a straight face, send that uh, to Wyoming fans. Like, like, where's the cutoff for send the guy that constantly clicks on such and such stories? You know, what, what's the cutoff? Florida State's 
was obvious. You know, if you're ESPN, you're like, oh, well, they could make the playoffs. Write that article. And how many teams did you write that article about? 15? Yeah, maybe 15. You might expand it this year a little bit because TCU made it and, and they were unranked. So you might get a little bit more aggressive when you're doing the previews. But Florida State is, look, there's an inner circle and then there's that secondary circle every year. The inner circle is comprised of the teams we all know of, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson in a lot of yeah. cases. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oklahoma was there for a long time when Lincoln Riley was head coach. Now, now USC is in that inner circle of, yeah, it seems like they've got a clear look at it. Even though USC hasn't made the playoff, you know, it just it, – They're, they're close. The yeah, yeah, yeah. We are borderline between the inner circle and that secondary circle. <laughs> Period. Period. Dante's Inferno, my friend. We're on that circle right there, just outside of hell. <laughs> well, and and I guess the one of the locations this year could be considered that uh, for the semifinal of the playoff. But I mean, it's it's a simple, it's a very simple thing here. You win twelve games, you win the ACC out of thirteen, so you get thirteen cracks at it. If you win twelve of them, you win the ACC. You're going to be in the playoff. You've got to prove this year that you could beat ranked teams. And if you do that, uh, the rest of the ACC schedule is fairly manageable. And then you got to go on the road. You got to handle Florida. And who knows what that program is a great mystery. I have no idea what they're going to be in November in week 12. But this whole schedule, if you're going to make a run at the playoff, if you're going to have the roster, like all these things are lined up. This is about as ideal as it gets to have a crack at the playoff. Win 12 out of the 13 games, including the ACC championship, and you are in the playoff. Nobody can stop you or hold you out. Fascinating because we've gone from can you win eight games to can we make the college football playoff? It's a very different seven-month conversation. Um, it, it, it changes the entirety of the offseason. It changes the way we view the upcoming spring practices and the way that we're talking about a program, the expectations, the pressure, all of it has shifted now. It's a much better talking point. It's a much more fun uh, discussion uh, that we're having these days. And admittedly, I, I find myself kind of stepping back frequently. So, for example, I bring this up because when I saw that article, I get the algorithm. I understand why. I was sent that headline that my ESPN.com search is different than the guys that roots for Georgia is different than the guy that roots for Miami is different than the guy that roots for USC or Oklahoma. But when I get up in the morning, given that I'm a sports talk show host, I do type in ESPN.com and I look at scores. I want to see who won what NBA games while I was asleep. I look at headlines. Did anybody get traded? These days, I type it in, and I expect to hear something about baseball. Who's going to be ready in time for the season? Who's going to pitch in spring training? Who's healthy? Yes, I do the personal search of the Pittsburgh Pirates, even though they're terrible, just because I want to see you know, what our rotation is going to look like. And I see that headline, and that headline is, how does Florida State make the college football playoff? And I click on it because I'm a sucker and they've got me and they know that. And that's why they sent me that. That's why I see that. A lot of people don't see that headline. But I also, when I click on that and read it and engage and I guess fall victim to the prey, 
I also exercise a bit of, uh, I don't know, rational behavior and step back and ask myself, do we, do I deserve to read that headline? Should that be something that I'm reading? Is it just, you know, they're just pandering, you know, is this something that I think is legit? Because I want to have that conversation and make sure that I'm talking honestly with my audience and not just fall victim to the hype of a website built around an algorithm. Well, and the truth is, I yeah, absolutely, they're in the conversation. I guess what I'm getting at, Tom, is that I, I'm really fighting these days to make sure that I'm level-headed and balanced in the way that I view this Florida State football team and what's possible. And I do think that there will be a tendency for all of us to get carried away. They yeah. have not been good for very long. One year in the last six, last year, they were that team. And you can argue they weren't all that good last year. You could. You know where I could go with this discussion in terms of who you beat and who you didn't beat and how you looked, even in wins against decent, maybe plus-level teams. So uh, that's the fight. That's the constant poll is are we being fair yeah i mean look this schedule the way it's laid out the fact that there are no divisions in the acc i think are the two principal reasons beyond the roster that you think that the playoff is possible if it was you go to clemson week four and if you lose it you're out of the playoff because you can't play for an acc championship this is not like the sec or the Ohio State case in which if you don't win your conference, you right. can still make the college football playoff, then that game actually would have much greater importance and we would be talking about it more than LSU, the Clemson game. But because the divisions are gone and because you can have a second crack at it, no matter where you are, and you might need you know uh, Louisville to lose a couple of times or whatever it is, we we've looked at the ACC schedule and said, all right, who has it really easy and who doesn't? That opens the door for a free strike. So now you understand what it's like to be in the SEC in, in kind of a, yeah. a way. Yeah. You know, you understand what it's like to be one of the halves. But that all presupposes that you beat LSU in week one. So September is critical. you got to go one and one in those two games at minimum in order to have a crack at it. But you look at our schedule, the way it breaks out this year. We dodged North Carolina, which, you know, if that was here or there with that quarterback, Mac Brown being what he is, with that quarterback, that's a dangerous landmine that we avoid. Yeah, Drake is really, yeah, he's good. Miami comes here. Uh, no, I'm and, not worried about them anyhow, but yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. And yeah. and Florida lost a whole lot on the offensive line. They don't have their quarterback. Is it the final week of the season? Yeah. Is it in the swamp? Yeah. But that that team doesn't scare me the way that Clemson on the road does, the way that LSU in week one does. So who's left? A road trip at Pitt in November? Okay, I'll allow for it. But you really have to think hard and devise something out of nothing in order to get to a place where you find five games on the schedule that scare you. I mean, four is probably the limit. So I think four, four is pushing it, yeah. So at that point, with the roster that you do have, yeah, you win three of those four, and you're playing in the ACC title game and a college football playoff berth is on the line. Again, we can have the discussion, and we did a lot coming out of the national title game, about are you a playoff contender or a championship contender? Two very different things.
But Florida State is 100% a playoff contender going into the season. And a win over LSU would only strengthen that argument. And they beat LSU last year. Both teams are better. Both teams have a couple of key losses. But we'll see. I mean, this is this is not false bravado to go from an eight-win expectation to say that this team could go to the college football playoff. I, I, I will believe that that's legitimate to, to the end uh, of, of the offseason. And then we'll see what's real. Well, and uh, hence the article that was sent my way. Um, yeah, so does ESPN. So do those that cover college football believe that Florida State is a contender for the college football playoff. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I want to say it out loud over and over again guys we were five and seven the year before last five and seven in the nfl it is not odd to watch a sub 500 team go to the playoffs the following year happens all the time happened again this year it'll happen again next year somebody who did not have a winning record will make the playoffs next year in the nfl somebody that is not on your radar will reveal themselves to be very good next year in the NFL. It is rare that a college football program goes from five and seven to being a playoff contender. It is rare. That, 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 that does not happen very often. Correct. Florida State is a playoff contender. That is a fair assessment. Whether you think they'll go to the playoffs or not is a different discussion. Are they in the discussion? is the broader talking point. And it's absolutely true. They are. They are in the discussion. And that's a testament, obviously, to Mike and that staff. And, you know, we hope to have some interviews for you in the next couple of weeks uh, with that staff, actually, by the way, guys. Just a little sneak peek behind the curtain. Um, we're, we're planning on talking to Adam Fuller and Alex Atkins, and we'll try to do that throughout the uh, offseason, bring you some interviews on the JCS. But, uh uh, yeah, it's 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 weird to me. <clears throat> excuse me. It's weird to me that that's where we're at, you know, and, and, and when I pinch myself, when I exercise the restraint and I take a step back and I ask, is this a fair conversation? Is this legitimate? Is Are you falling victim to, to the hype that a website wants you to click on? It is weird to say, no, 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 it, it, it's true. They, they are. Um, and then that takes you down a bunch of different roads. Uh, about what is a <clears throat> successful season and what's a disappointing season. Yeah, I, I would say uh, also kudos to you for going to ESPN.com every day. I don't have the strength to do that. Uh, their football section is fine. Uh, we love David. We love Andrea. They do a good job with it. Yeah. Uh, some of the other writers on the college football right. side of it, eh, I could take or leave. I'll read Passin for baseball. Buster doesn't put enough uh, non-plus content out there. He's also kind of just coasting home, I think. But other than that, if I'm looking for scores, maybe ESPN, but uh, that, that website is rough because I don't need like 85 first take videos on the front page. Well, and, and that's what they're going to give you. I, I just do it to look at the scores from last night's NBA games and the upcoming hockey matchups. You know, you can get it really simple right there on the front page. I, I've catered it, you know, to what I want, but uh, agreed. I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, I just, that headline, struck me this morning you know here i was pouring a cup of coffee and i read that headline i was like wow that's a real thing like i'm reading this thing and is it is it real take a step back jeff you know is this something that you know 
obviously they're spoon feeding me right. <laughs> just because I've catered the site. But I mean, somebody had to write that article that was on somebody's radar and that doesn't make it so. So, you know, I may immediately thought, well, let's think about that question. Let's think about that headline. Let's think about what that means. What's real and what's not real. I'm telling you, if you're a fan of Baylor, you didn't get that freaking headline. You didn't get that. You know, if you're a fan of Kansas State, you probably didn't get that. Well, okay. So let me ask you this. I know we're strapped a little bit for time, but I'll ask it quickly. If they go 10 and two and they lose to LSU and Clemson, and obviously at that point, they might not make the ACC championship game. Let's say they don't. 10 and two, you're going bowling. There's no ACC championship game. Is that a successful season? Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. If they go 10 and two and their losses are to LSU and Clemson, Clemson on the road, LSU at a neutral site, preseason top 10 team, sure. Yeah, uh, this is my point. I'm glad you asked the question. I don't think so. I don't okay, think so. I we're gonna have this debate all off season, and everybody amongst the fan base is gonna have this debate. This is where I push back on the expectations a little bit. They were five and seven a year ago. They were terrible. That roster is not loaded. It's not. You know, I I get into an argument with uh, our cohort and my dear friend Corey Clark on this. Just because somebody is ranked top five in the transfer portal doesn't mean they're an elite player. That kid played at Western Michigan. He was a whatever coming out of high school on the defensive line for Western Michigan, not Alabama. So I don't think that because you got a kid that is ranked top five in the portal, that it necessarily makes him an elite player. It's just that amongst the portal players, he's a good get. That's all. We disagree on I, I don't mean well, you. Is Fabian Lovett a good player? Is our transfer from Miami a good player, defensive tackle? I mean, you know, you're loading up the ranks there to where you've got two or three waves of guys that, okay. that that's what that's what playoff caliber teams have. I think I think it was a key addition and it matters. I'm just not losing sight that he's not some five star, can't miss prospect at a high school that's six five, three thirty. And that everybody projects to go in the first round. He's not. He's a kid that played last year at Western Michigan. Oh boy. Okay. We we're gonna have a good offseason discussing this because <laughs> if they go ten and two and, and their losses are to LSU and Clemson, that's not a successful season. Oh uh, no, no. Uh, listen, if you what? Listen, how they lose matters, Tom. I agree with you. Like if they go to Clemson, who will be a top twenty team, they've moved on from that bum of a quarterback. They changed their offensive coordinator, and it was a really good hire, unfortunately, in my opinion. If they're humming with really good athletes and you lose on the road at night to Clemson, you're going to be pissed? I'm not going to like it. I'm tired of losing to Clemson. It's getting ridiculous, but it's not an absurd loss. No, but it, it, that's you're looking at just the one. If they lose to LSU as well, I mean, listen. LSU's the top 10 team. LSU has a bunch of NFL players. Their personnel last year going into the Sugar Bowl, if you will, uh, was better than Florida State's. Their personnel was better than Florida State's personnel last year. That's why that was a great win for Mike Norvell and this team, because the players at LSU are better or were better than Florida State's players. We have playoff. I have playoff expectations this year. So that's that's how I'm going to define it. I'm not going to run from those expectations. This has the retention on this roster, the veteran nature of this roster, and the depth that's accruing in the trenches, both yeah. sides of the football, and the quarterback 
put me in a position to where if they lose both of those key games, that's not successful. We have come that far. It's remarkable that we have. Next year, I'm going to reassess because they're going to lose a whole lot from this roster. Well, they but are, this yeah. Year, this year, in this college football, with, with oh, okay. Clemson on the road, having a quarterback who's making his first real start because they open with Duke, whatever, on a Monday night. But his first real start is going to be against us. And you've got the veteran of veterans, Jordan Travis. Come on, man. you got to win at least one of those two. And, and Clemson on the road is actually a pretty good opportunity to do at least the minimum there and win one of them. You're better. You have a better chance, I think, of beating LSU than you do Clemson on the road. Um, you a better quarterback in both games for sure. Well, we don't know that. We don't. Clemson could be really good, dude. You don't know. Uh, I, he could be really good with more weapons. But I'm talking, yes, maybe by November. But you're getting. You're not getting him. Like maybe we can have that discussion. It's different in the ACC championship game for a rematch. But you should have the better quarterback at that point. One's green, and one one has already been through. Yeah. The People are underestimating. He did play last year, guys. Uh, he didn't. It's not like he's rolling out there and it's never seen the field in a big game. He's has played. Uh, Ira and I got in this argument. Uh, he's played well in big moments. I, I, I don't know. Um, listen, I'm not saying that we can't beat Clemson. Don't don't get me wrong, everybody. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't like load up the car and go to the Clemson game with the expectation that we could win it. Because I'm going to that game and so are you. And we're going to have fun covering that game for Warchant.com and the Jeff Cameron Show. But I, it's not a bad loss. If you go up there and lose to a top 20 team with the way they've recruited the last three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, uh, no, man, that's not a bad loss. I'm not going I'm, I'm to get angry about that. Now, if they get beat 37 to 7, it's a different conversation. Yeah. If they lose 34-31 and it's a war, you really going to be mad about that? If they lose 28-27 to LSU, a top 10 team Whoa. with top 10 talent, you're going to be mad about that? I'm not going to like it. I don't want to lose, but you're not going to be mad. If they lose both, this is your results. We want the damn results. We got them. Last. <laughs> I, I'm not saying you get to go backwards. Correct. And, and this is not a year for two is not going, 10 this, and 2 is not going backwards. This is not a year for stagnance. This is a year to shoot for the stars because then you're going to have to retool on the fly the year after. It's interesting. This is going to be fun to flesh out over the next interminable six months. I, well, and, and it's going to go fast, guys. It's going to go fast. I, I, I'm i wrong about this. I thought it was going to be an interminable offseason. It's not going to be. We get spring on March the 6th, as revealed by Jim, uh, Jimbo, listen to me, by Mike Norvell on the Jeff Cameron Show last week. We know that spring starts in less than a month. We're going to cover that. It's going to be riveting and the next thing you know you're gonna look up and it's freaking may and you know i joke on the show all the time tom when it's may it's football season baby <laughs> it's, it's time jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chant tv